The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who has his cake and wants to eat it too. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. That's a surprising... I, that, I'm surprised by that that summary of the letter. <laughs> I thought Are it would you? be something else like, yeah, 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 like break up with your girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm trying not to like like shoot it too early, you know? Like I wanna I wanna bring people yeah. in. I don't wanna just be like, here's the advice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah, next yeah, letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get those ad plays in, you know what I mean? <laughs> And if you want to listen to our show ad-free, you can subscribe on Patreon. <laughs> That's true. For as little as $5. All right, here we go. Um, yeah, so Sam and I are not professionals. <laughs> that, did you say that part yet? We're I not professionals. Yes. We're not trained in it. <laughs> uh, so please take our advice as you see fit. We're only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. I'm going to dive into today's letter. It's a little bit of a long one. It is from Gecko Schmecko, whose pronouns are he, him, who's writing to us from in the void, scrolling through TikToks. I'm writing to you because I feel like I'm going down a path and I just don't know what I what to do. This has to do with my current relationship. I'm dating a girl named Coco, 
we started dating in January of 2022. And for a year after that, we were very serious with me feeling like I was ready to get married, even though we were so young. I felt so in love and happy. We would fight a lot with differences in the relationship expectations and treatment, but would communicate through it well. I feel like everything I learned from the podcast was coming in handy and that I was successfully navigating love. We broke up after my girlfriend told me she wanted to be with other people, but still wanted to be with me. I told her I didn't feel comfortable with opening our relationship, and she kept bringing it up, and it felt like a complete betrayal after I put so much time, resources, and sacrifice into our relationship. I was completely heartbroken, and due to her lack of taking responsibility or any change in behavior, I ended things. It especially hurt when she quickly started sleeping with other people when I needed to take the time to recover and mourn her loss. She wanted to keep me as part of her life, but I initiated the Black Box Block, bought a ticket to Hawaii, and I began a journey of self-discovery. I spent the summer traveling and becoming more comfortable with single dating. I had three consistent non-monogamous situationships and flirty Snapchatted with about 30 people. I feel like I grew a lot with so many experiences that changed my worldview, excited me, and distracted me from how much I missed my ex. In August, she approached me at the bar where we just talked and re exchanged numbers. I gave into the desire I had held on to for so long and spent so much time thinking about. Getting back into our dating life was so addictive and felt so good. We started spending all of our time together again, having open and difficult discussions, and I decided to stop sacrificing myself in the relationship. Things were really good for a while, but as the weather started getting colder, so did she. After two months of daily cute dates and hangouts, she continued to avoid saying, I love you. This continued after some repeated late night fights. We finally broke through that barrier. This brings me to where we are now. I'm lying to my girlfriend. I started texting other girls on Snapchat again and have even secretly hung out with friends and acquaintances who are girls. If I hang out with my friends who are girls instead of her, she gets mad at me and cold, sometimes lashing out and saying that I don't love her. When I lie to her about what I'm doing and where I'm at, it feels easier and we can have a nice, loving nights. Our hangouts have become really taxing with constant critiques and insults having returned to our relationship. Our relationship was really good when Coco was trying to win me back, but now that I'm hers, it feels like she's gone back to treating me in a way that she calls just natural. I feel like I'm addicted to the feeling of a person needing me. I love the feeling when a person constantly showering me with compliments and getting excited when I come over. I feel like maybe it won't be a part of my long-term relationship with Coco. When we broke up, I spent every day thinking about her and she said she felt the same way about me too. Now that we are together and I'm being affirmed, I don't feel as strongly about the relationship. I'm getting excited texting other people on my phone and walking through the early stages of talking with another person. I don't hide my texts and I'm not doing anything that would make Coco upset if she went through my phone, but I feel that I'm holding on to feelings that aren't in alignment with my values. I feel that there is a part of myself that is a bad person. I feel like a part of myself wants to talk to other new people. I'm continuing to resist the urge to break the rules of my relationship, but I don't know what happened. I used to be so so committed, so honorable 
humble and faithful, and I don't understand what changed. I know I would be really sad if we were to stop dating, but I definitely feel like I need a tough love reality check. I don't want to become a person that isn't redeemable, and I do want a good love. I just don't know what to do to transform my current love into the one I'm yearning for. Please help, Gecko. All right, Gecko, thank you for writing to us. Thank you for trusting us with this question. And I'm sorry that your relationship is kind of going from something that was really wonderful and magical and where you felt like you were getting the love and attention that you needed to something where you're having to lie to avoid fights or um, not feeling like your partner is really in it with you. Um, And Sierra and I are going to offer some compassion and I think a little bit of tough love about this situation, Um, but we're going to get into that after a short break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Breakup virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karakul jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. I think before we dig into like what we think you should do in this situation. I do want to call out, I, and I'm, I think I'm reading between the lines here, but I do want to call out some things that I think are, are kind of red flags on Coco's part that are giving me a little bit of pause, which is that like, it seems like through your letter, you're implying that you're in your relationship. You're not allowed to talk to other women, right? Like, friends, acquaintances, anyone in your life who's a woman, like that's a no. And if you do talk to, interact with, hang out with somebody who's a woman, then you get like the cold shoulder, which is, which is like a, a dynamic that I think is pretty red flaggy. Um, because it, it, it's, I think it's unreasonable to expect you to not have friends who are women. And the way that Coco is handling that is also like not super helpful or healthy or conducive to, to um, like having a fruitful conversation about what she's actually going through when it comes to whatever sort of feelings are coming up for her about the idea that you're hanging out with women. Is lying to her the best way to navigate that? Like, I don't think so, but I do just like, I want to create space and compassion for what you're going through in this, because like, I don't think you're lying because you're a terrible person. I think you're lying because of some really like toxic -y behavior that's happening on both ends of this, right? Like it sounds like you two are not communicating well with each other in both directions. And I also, I want to offer you some different things that aren't lying because I don't think that lying is helping the situation in any meaningful way. It certainly is like keeping the peace, but keeping the peace in a relationship is not actually the goal, right? Like keeping the peace is not a place where you wanna be for many different reasons, like one, Obviously, you're lying, and, and it sounds like that's outside of your values. And two, I don't want you to be in a relationship where it feels like you have to lie in order to not face retribution or punishment. I think that was beautifully said, Sam. Thanks. Um, I I totally agree, and I think that speaks really well to how that sort of cycle of... Um, what's another word for like not honesty <laughs> like duplicity just a mendaciousness like, <laughs> nope no nope, like a normal word <laughs> like a normal person's word dishonesty yeah there we go that's it not honesty dishonesty you keep all that in spencer keep that all so they can see how the sausage is made <laughs> Okay. Anyway, I think it speaks to 
a normal person's word. I think it, <laughs> I think it speaks to this how the cycle of dishonesty can can sort of grow in in a person or in a relationship, especially mm. one based off of fear. Yeah, and based off of uh, how do I want to say this? Like um, immediate uh, immediacy for for like our our pleasure enjoyment. <laughs> Let me describe that in a better way. Meaning like it is you are, you are lying out of fear and you're also lying because you know, when you send that Snapchat and you get that little heart button or you get that cute flirty message, mm. there's going to be an endorphin, an immediate endorphin rush that makes you feel good. And so yep. like you're seeking this, you're at, you self-admitted you're seeking this, affirmation, this excitement, these butterflies. Um, and you're also afraid of the consequences of that behavior and the consequences of, of normal behavior of being friends with women, you know, like that is, that's not a sustainable boundary right there to not be friends with somebody of the opposite sex. Um, yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, I have definitely been in one of those dishonesty cycles where it does feel so out of out of alignment with my morals or even like out of alignment with where I want this relationship to go. You know, like, do I mm. it, how about this? When you learn to lie to people, please, or to avoid conflict, it clouds your mental clarity about whether or not you actually want to be in this relationship, right? When you sure. lie to avoid conflict, you're not actually sitting in those sticky, crunchy, painful feelings that yep. make you question whether you want to be in that relationship or not. Like I have fucking lied to, to in relationships to stay in them, even when I didn't even want to be in them, even though, <laughs> even when they were unhealthy Ooh. and toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's real. Real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so let's just name that for what it is. And also, like Sam said, this is there's 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 red flags coming in both directions for me. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, yep. <laughs> and and let me say again, you've been listening to our show for a while, so you know that I am a recovering terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. We're going to bring this back many times. <laughs> so please know, please know that when I say you're exhibiting some red flags too, that, that that's so familiar to me. That is like my, that, that was my bread and butter was fucking yep. red flags in, um, not fucking red flags, but you know, I mean, you were fucking red flags was, too. So and I, <laughs> let's it be was clear a about two that. Way street. There we go. Sometimes three way unknowingly. <laughs> <laughs> that metaphor. <laughs> it's just it's going all okay, sorts of places. It just devolves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this is all to say. So please, you know, please don't. Um, I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you are unredeemable. Um, mm -mm. And, and also, I think you're confused about what you want. You're afraid to lose this relationship, and you're doing. You're you are doing what you have to do to get your immediate needs met. But that sort of call and response is clouding what your actual needs and desires are. Sure. Been there, done that, flirted that, fucked that. You know what I mean? Like been there, done that. <laughs> um, 
uh, here's where my tough love comes in. I have both been you and I've been your girlfriend. Um, Mm. and when I was your girlfriend, I was dating somebody who I didn't know this, but I was dating somebody with an avoidant attachment style and Mm. the way we see avoidant attachment styles so often talked about in, in, you know, on Instagram and on our podcast for like the first two years um, was somebody who just avoids commitment and is like, you know, they're ghosters and they don't talk to you and they're like, you know, they are an avoidant attachment. So they must avoid relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Right. Somebody with an avoidant attachment style, they deeply want connection. They deeply want relationships um, so much so that they often find themselves over committing or becoming untrue to themselves and their values in order to fulfill the, fulfill their the vision of relationships that they have or or in order right. to get that feeling of belonging or connectedness um, yep. and then once they realize they're in that relationship that they didn't actually want to be in that's when they panic act out in a way that they ultimately get broken up with or they get out of that relationship or they panic and dip or whatever, but they want connection. And for me, the biggest, the biggest like a symbol or sign of a, of a, an avoidant attachment style to me, maybe just from my experience, but my understanding of it is somebody who almost overextends themselves in a relationship Mm -hmm. because they really deeply want the idea of connection so much so that they're not actually listen to, listening to whether or not they want to be with this person or not. Um, mm. And it, I encourage you to look into avoidant attachments. I encourage you to look into um, other resources online that would help you explore whether or not you have that attachment style. And I'd also say, you know, in tandem with this advice, as Sam and I always say, this is not a prognosis. This is not something that's set in stone. It's not a a curse, you know, it's not a generational curse on your family. It's just (laughs) awareness. It's just tools. It's just giving you language to talk about your experience. I have an anxious attachment style and that doesn't change my life at all, except for the fact that I have words to better describe my relationship instincts, my patterns, my anxieties, my fears, things like that. So I would definitely look into that. Yeah, and when you yeah, when you know the the patterns, it becomes easier to then decide to change them, right? Cuz otherwise we're just going to keep doing the same pattern over and over and again because we're not noticing it. It's just, we're just like this is this is it. This is what it should be. So I think being able to notice some of the stuff that's coming up for you might be helpful. And again, like Sierra and I don't know you, we're not in your body. We don't know if you have an avoidant attachment style, but I I do think it would be worth sort of looking into and seeing if some of that can help you decide how you want to move forward with this. Um, but I think like to get down to like the brass tacks of this, um, it doesn't sound like this is the relationship for you. It doesn't sound like you are getting your needs met. It doesn't sound like this is the person who can, you know, love you and support you in the way that you need to. It sounds like you're not the person to be loving and supporting Coco in the way that she needs to be loved and supported as well. And I think what this behavior that you're exhibiting, this like what Sierra and I would call acting out of like, I just, I, I haven't broken the rules yet, but I really want to, right? Like they were sort of towing this line is, is important for you to notice, right? Like, because 
you know, as somebody who has an avoidant attachment style or somebody who might have an avoidant attachment style, that kind of acting out is the pattern that we're talking about, right? It's, it's telling us something about whether or not you're actually happy in this relationship. And it doesn't sound like you are in this moment for lots of different reasons. Um, and I know that you put a lot of time and energy into like this relationship in the first iteration and, you know, like, I know that you sort of put up those boundaries and then you decided to let this person back in. And, and there's a lot of feelings that go along with that, right? Like the, the idea that like, oh, I, I, like a sunk cost fallacy, right? Like the idea of like, well, I have to make this work because we tried it once, we're trying it again. I let down my, my block for this person. And now I, I feel like I have to stay in this relationship because it has to be worth all the work that I put into it, right? And, and that's not true. It's not true. This relationship is maybe not working well for you, isn't functioning well for you. And no matter how much work you put into it before, doesn't mean that you need to stay in it just because you put work into it, right? It's like that well metaphor that Sierra always talks about. You're digging this well, looking for water, looking for water, and and suddenly you're in a, in a hole and you just keep digging and digging. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do here? And our invitation is to stop digging and to actually look and see, is this relationship providing you what you need? And if not, then let's get out of this well and start digging elsewhere because there is water. Yeah. It just may not be yeah. here and that's okay. And on that well metaphor, the, the last piece of advice I want to leave you with for moving forward, whether in this relationship or in other ones, is um, you imagine you are starting out a relationship and you're digging that well and you're like, oh, my God, this is so fun. We're so into each other. We're honeymoon phasing. We're, 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 we're so into each other physically and emotionally and we're meeting all our friends and all of our experiences are new and shiny. The digging of that well is really easy the first couple feet. Right. For sure. And yeah, absolutely. you're like, you're, you get to the you're not worn out yet. You're just like, yeah, where's here we go. Yeah. 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 And it feels really good. And mm -hmm. you're like, you're like above ground. So you can like still see each other beautifully. And you're not covered <laughs> in mud. Um, uh -huh. and then you start getting to the roots, you know, and the rocks and the grime and the bugs and, and the digging gets harder and the digging gets harder. Um, I'm not trying to say stay in relationships that are hard, but I am saying you cannot build a relationship on butterflies alone or mm -hmm. you can, but then you know you are a non-monogamous person who wants to, at least in this iteration of your life, seek out... Um, that thrill of new connections. And that is mm -hmm. okay. If you know that about yourself, if you're like, listen, I just want to, to casually date right now. I'm just want to casually date until I feel really drawn to stay with somebody. That's like a great sense of clarity to have. And mm -hmm. also that, that new person that you're drawn to, they're going to be down in the dirt soon. They're going to be less shiny, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, that's, mm -hmm. again, this is not a bad thing. This is so relatable. It is, it's really obvious to me and, and, and relatable to me that you and I in our relationship cycles feel really affirmed and loved and wanted in the first sort of awakenings of relationships because things are really clear, they're flirty, they're explicit, there is less sunk cost, there's like, there's no there's, there's more magic. There's less baggage. Like it makes so much sense to me. It doesn't make you 
It doesn't make you superficial. It doesn't make you uh, irredeemable. None of that. It makes so much sense. And at some point in my life, I had to decide that that wasn't nutritious for me anymore. It was just a snack, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not for everybody because we live in a society that assumes that everyone is monogamous, assumes that long-term relationships are the best form of partnerships. And those yep. things are not true. They're not proven to be true. Right. Yep. Um, and so, you know, especially at your age, now is the time to really explore what that means. You don't have to be happy here. You don't have to stay in this relationship. Um, but you can't build a relationship off of those butterfly feelings alone or else you're going to seek them out in other butterfly fields or (laughs) other wells. (laughs) Going back to the well metaphor, you're going to just build a bunch of like one foot low wells and that's okay if that's the plan. Yep. But again, you know, telling people, being honest and, uh, forthright about what, your romantic goals and desires are right now without abandoning yourself, keeping Mm -hmm. that, keeping that mental clarity about what you truly want. Um, that can only be sharpened by being honest with yourself and others and really leaning into that honesty. For sure. So for sure, we wish you the, the biggest luck in the world. And we know this is tricky. Uh, we're so grateful that you wrote to us. Um, and we hope this helps. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you for writing. All right, friends, it's the last episode of the week. So we are doing a blind date. This is where we set you up with something that we love, uh, something that we want to send you home with. And this week, our blind date is a coffee thermos from a brand called Zojirushi. Z-O-J-I-R-U-S-H-I. It's a Japanese brand. Uh, Sierra and I, in a recent Patreon episode, we're sort of talking about like the disposability of things and how we're both kind of like craving having stuff that like works and that we tend to and care for and not just like throw out when it doesn't work anymore. (laughs) And so I was, I've been taking kind of like an inventory of the things in my life that are like things that I've had for a long time that I still like really use and really appreciate. And this thermos I have had for six years at this point, I use it literally every day. Uh, and I love it. It is fantastic. It is worth the money that I paid for it. Um, and it, and I care for it in ways that I don't care for other things in my life, which I think is important. Um, <laughs> it's great. So it's vacuum cute. sealed. It has like a, it's stainless steel. It has a glass interior, so it can't go in the dishwasher, but because it's vacuum sealed, it keeps the coffee very hot. And as somebody who likes very hot coffee, I put my coffee in it in the morning and then I carry it around with my little mug and I pour myself small glasses of <laughs> or small cups of coffee that I drink when it's really hot. Uh, you may have heard the sounds of this uh, yeah, thermos on so the podcast nice. <laughs> because I use it all the time. And I'm sure that Spencer is probably annoyed with how often I open it and pour my coffee into my cup while we're recording. Um, but I love it and I appreciate it. And um, I think it's a really quality product. So this is like a, a very wholehearted endorsement of this thermos. Again, it's uh, Zojirushi. Um, you can buy it online and I believe that you can buy it at like other stores, um, but it's a great product. You are going to have to send me that um, because I love hot coffee. I hate always like raving my coffee. They also sell like travel mugs and like all sorts of other things. And I have a travel mug too, but I just don't use it every day. So that's why I'm not endorsing it. But Peter does Mm -hmm. and he seems to like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things um, by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and podcasts. And remember... Every part of you deserves to be seen and cherished and brought into the light of honesty. Conflict arises in all relationships and we can choose to navigate it with honesty, compassion, learning how to be honest with others and ourselves is a lifelong journey, but it's well worth it. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>